This is Life Spring, number 60. Hey, hey, this is Brother Love. You're listening to the lovely lady Leanne and Steve, uh, the beautiful Life Spring podcast. Rock on. What was that? Surprised you. Scare you, maybe. <laughs> but it's just fun. Hi there, I'm Steve Webb, and I'm your host. And this is LifeSpring. Welcome. Where does that uh, name LifeSpring come from? Why LifeSpring? Well, it's because Jesus said... Whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. This shows for you if you're wondering about God, if you're curious about Jesus, or if you're just looking for hope. If you do have a relationship with Jesus, you're welcome here too, of course. And I invite you to settle in and maybe find a break from the onslaught of the world. Remember, it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter your age, your sex, your station in life. Jesus said, who do you say that I am? Well, LifeSpring is about answering that question and the question of how and why the answer can and does affect your life today. What will you find here? You'll find music, conversation, and reasons to believe as we hit you right between the ears with the message of hope, love, and good news. You know, I got to tell you, we have got a full show today. The Marriage Miniseries will really get into full swing with this episode. And with that, I've got some absolutely beautiful new music that I think you'll really love. That you'll really love. If I can get my tongue and my teeth and my lips to work together, we'll be in good shape. Now, as I said in Lifespring number 58, if you're not married, stick around. The Marriage Miniseries is bound to have information in it that you will find encouraging and helpful in your everyday dealings with anybody. Even if you are a lifetime single person, you probably deal with other human beings on a day-to-day basis, right? Well, okay then. This is still for you, so don't go away just because you're hearing the word marriage. Also, I'm going to play a bit of the new show in the LifeSpring lineup. And to start the show today, I have to say, man, I cannot believe all of the fantastic email that the one-year anniversary show generated. I got more mail from that show than any of the past shows possibly even combined. I got a bunch. And I really, really love to get this email. Here's here's just a sample. I'm going to read a couple of these for you, if you don't mind. Keith sent in one. He said, I loved your anniversary show. I was especially amazed how you definitely witnessed to Adam Curry and made sure that he understood the gospel. It is awesome that LifeSpring and the Godcast Network exists in this new age culture. And you guys have their respect. I love that. Well, Keith, thank you for that. I, I love it, too. I think it's a, a great thing. Here's another one. Steve, I just listened to your one-year anniversary show. Great work and a nice interview with Mr. Curry. I've been a LifeSpring listener since June. It was one of the first religious-based shows I heard. And then 
In the show, as you know, we talked about advertising, Adam and I. And I asked for kind of feedback on on what you think about whether you would like to hear advertising in the podcast, if it would offend you, et cetera, et cetera. Um, this writer, by the, by the way, this writer's name is Tim, and he's from Denver. And he said, to answer your question about adding advertisers, I think providing a way to offset the cost of producing your show is very acceptable. I believe that if you have full control of what is advertised and how it is presented, ads can be acceptable to the listener. I would caution in having too much advertising, though, maybe two ads after the intro and one or two more during a 30-minute show. And I have to say right there that that's more advertising than I would that I would find uh, acceptable. What I'm kind of thinking of is something like, uh, you know, the LifeSpring podcast is brought to you by, you know, ABC brand, whatever. Uh, but it would be something that, that I think, well, something that I use or recommend or like. And it would have to be something that I would think that you would like as well. So uh, I would have, you know, complete control. I wouldn't accept any advertising unless I had completely complete control over that. Anyway, uh, Tim here continues. He says, uh, this is the format of a lot of the technology-based shows I listen to, such as Geek News Central, which I also listen to, Chuck Chat, or Typical PC User, which I really like. That's my friend Victor. Um, then he continues, for my background, I am a Bible-believing Christian since my early teens. I'm 34 and love the Lord. My biggest prayer is to raise my three young girls to love the Lord and have a continuing strong marriage with my best friend, my wife. Now, Tim, you do not know how good that sounds to me to hear you say that, that your wife is your best friend. Um, that's wonderful. He says, keep up the great work, and above all, may God continue to bless you in your service to him. Well, thanks, Tim. I appreciate that. And then uh, another writer, Bert, says, Steve, I have no issue if you advertise on the podcast. Fine with me. You need to cover your costs somehow. Now, of course, you might remember that in the last show, I said that uh, actually, I was hoping to be able to make podcasting my full-time job. This is what I, I really want to be able to do this and, and pay all the bills, not just the bandwidth. Now, I don't expect LifeSpring itself, just this podcast here, to be able to do that. I have started a company called InTouch Productions that I'm uh, uh, making roll, and uh, I'll be doing some you know professional podcasts for companies and things like that. And so... Um, LifeSpring, this podcast does not have to pay all the bills, but at the same time, um, as I told you, I'm getting just a little bit old to be able to go out and, and, and do my regular job five days a week. So I'm, I'm hoping to make more than just bandwidth. And uh, that's, that's something that uh, you know, we'll, we'll deal with as, as things come along. But I got some other uh, interesting response here, too. Maury says, just listen to your anniversary show, finish folding clothes, and then sat in the computer or sat by the computer and listen to your interview with Adam Curry while surfing your Flickr page. By the way, if you like to look at uh, pictures, check out the Flickr link at the LifeSpring Podcast show notes page, which is at LifespringPodcast.com. And there's a link there to some uh, photos that I've uploaded. So that's the Flickr page that Maury's talking about. He continues, he says, my, uh, my thoughts were that you did not let down on sharing where your motivation comes from. That's in speaking to Adam there. Good for you, he says. Adam sounded a little uncomfortable hearing good news. And uh, he seemed more comfortable talking business. Well, that's true. He was uh, certainly more there for that than anything else. But uh, 
uh, as you heard, um, we did take it back to the subject of religion and the Lord. Maury continues, he says, honestly, I stopped listening to his show perhaps back in March. Nice guy, I'm sure, but his comment to you about words being words, I believe that the Holy Spirit in me is offended when I hear it as often as Adam spouts it, and I have to agree. Um, It's a little bit uncomfortable to listen to the language uh, that is on the Daily Source Code with Adam. Uh, He has certainly a different worldview than I hold or that uh, many of you hold. Let's continue with Maury's. Uh, He says, um, I believe you two are gracious, and I think you need to stick with Craig uh, about the advertising. I never knew of Craig's position on advertising. I agree with his line of, of thinking. Yes, it can be expensive, that is podcasting. No, don't fleece the flock. Uh, I really would not mind you advertising. Just don't give Pod Show any cut of it and don't allow them to tell you what, where, when, or why. And as I've already said, that would not happen. I would have to have complete control over any advertising that comes on the show. Uh, Maury continues. He says, I would not be offended by a PayPal, PayPal tip jar on your page or post the real cost of bandwidth and allow the listeners to help meet the monthly costs as partners in the ministry. And then here, here's another point that I haven't talked about for a while. It says, also, when I vote on Podcast Alley, I see it more like checking in once a month to say, I'm listening. Perhaps some people would not email you because they would not know what to say or how to say it. May I suggest you to continue soliciting emails, but say, if you are a closet listener, if you would, simply check in and let me know you're listening by giving me a vote once a month at Podcast Alley. And then he says, don't you hate free advice from the peanut gallery? And no, I don't. That's why I ask you guys for your input, why I want feedback, why I want your emails and your and your uh, phone messages. I, I really uh, do not hate any free advice at all from the peanut gallery. I'm glad you're there. And uh, yeah, that that's a good suggestion. Um, once a month, I, I mentioned Podcast Alley, and uh, it, it is just kind of a way to say, uh, you know, I'm listening. I like what you're doing, Steve. And uh, as I've said before, it's kind of like patting me uh, on the back um, by way of the Internet. So, yeah, it, if you like the show, that's that's a good thing to do. I appreciate that. Now, those of you who are subscribed to LifeSpring have already heard two episodes of the newest addition to the LifeSpring podcast family, and it's called In Touch with God's Character. It's a short, about three-minute podcast that looks at some character traits of God as expressed by different names given him in Scripture. Now, I'm going to be producing two or three of them each week in addition to the regular LifeSpring podcast. Now, here, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play for you just a bit of the last one that I did, so you can hear it if you haven't already. Hi, I'm Steve Webb, and this is the second installment of In Touch with God's Character. I'm a dad. I've been a dad since September 24, 1982, when my first son, Matthew, came into the world. Matthew's mother and I decided to forego the hospital birth experience and go to a birthing center when the time came. Now, before you think we were too strange, let the record show that a fully equipped hospital was just across a small parking lot from the birthing center in case of an emergency, and a complete medical staff was there too. When he was learning to walk, I did all I could to help him take those first steps. I would walk beside him and hold his little hands as he would struggle to make one foot step in front of the other. I wanted to keep him from stumbling. Fast forward to today. My father is old. He used to be strong, a bricklayer. 
When I was a boy, I remember watching a nurse try to give him a shot one time in the arm. The needle bent. I thought he had arms of steel, just like Superman. Now, he's getting feeble. When we walk together, I stay close to him. I watch him carefully. I want to catch him, should he stumble. God is a loving father. In the New Testament, the book of Jude, he is called he that is able to keep you from stumbling. How wonderful it is to know that God is there, able and willing to be sure that we do not fall if we put our trust in him. When you feel as if you are about to fall, put your faith in he that is able to keep you from stumbling. I'm Steve Webb, and this has been In Touch with God's Character. Thanks for listening. God bless you. I'll be doing one of those two or three times a week. Uh, we'll see how the schedule goes. If uh, if you would like to have me uh, do more of them, let me know. If you don't like it, let me know. Uh, feedback. Getting, getting the, the uh, thread here, I like to get your feedback. If you missed the first two shows, you can download them directly from the show notes page at lifespringpodcast.com. Just go there and click in the middle of the page where it says, click here for current show notes and downloads. Well, it's time for me to introduce to you somebody that I actually met just in passing at the Podcast Expo uh, last weekend. Uh, not this last, but the weekend before last out in Ontario, California. Her name is Adrena Thorpe. I've played her once before on the podcast, but I love her music, and it goes so well with the very beginning of our marriage miniseries. This is Adrena Thorpe, and Did You Think... Get this at music.podshow.com. Did you think that my love was so weak that I just swim away if you sing? Did you think I don't care that you aren't touching ground? No, I'll be hanging around if it hurts me. Put your head on 
Isn't that beautiful? What a beautiful song. Adrena captures the essence of what a marriage is supposed to be, doesn't she? We see each other's blemishes and idiosyncrasies, shortfalls, insecurities, and we would still rather be with our spouse than without. Mm. Before I get into this, I need to say to all of you who have written to me and told me that your marriages are in trouble. Some of you are separated. Some of you are even in the midst right now of a divorce. The legal wheels are already in motion. Listen. I've been through a divorce. Psychologists and other healthcare professionals will tell you that what I'm about to say is true. Losing someone to divorce is worse than losing them through death. I felt that pain. If your spouse is putting you or your children in danger, you need to get out. I agree with that. I have no problem with that. Remove yourself from the presence of the danger. No problem. If your spouse is unfaithful, you have biblical grounds for divorce. I'm not saying you should, but you do have biblical grounds for it. Now, all that being said, I'm saying in the strongest way possible, Do everything in your power to save your marriage. I don't care if you don't feel like you love your spouse anymore. I don't care if she says she doesn't feel love for you anymore. I don't care if you hate the way that he leaves the toilet seat up and he leaves his underwear in the middle of the floor. If you think you're miserable now with your spouse, let me say that I believe that once you find yourself divorced, you'll be even more miserable. This is especially true if you have children. Your kids are not going to get through your divorce without some serious emotional scars. And if they are old enough to be aware of their surroundings, they will carry their hurt for a very long time. I know this is true because I've experienced it. Listen, God is a God of healing. He's a God of second chances. I beg you, let him help you have a second chance at your present marriage. You say, Steve, it's out of my hands. Maybe it is. But let me tell you, miracles are called miracles because they are unexpected. They're out of the ordinary. God is still in the business of doing miracles. He can bring healing where there was no hope. I'm praying that God will do some miracles here in this LifeSpring family. I'm praying that some of you will have a change of heart, that your spouse will have their heart touched by God. His desire is for marriages to last a lifetime. You know why? Think about it. Why does God put limitations on our behaviors? What does he say not to do? He says, well, let's see, he says not to lie. Well, why not? Well, because it'll hurt somebody. He says not to steal, same thing. He says not to commit adultery. Same thing. It hurts. Divorce. Because it hurts. Not just you, but your spouse, 
your children, your parents, your in-laws, your friends, everyone you know will be affected by your divorce. I know that's true. That's what happened with mine. God doesn't want you to divorce because he knows how incredibly hurt you will be and all of those other people. Now, listen, I'm not here to put a guilt trip on you. I just know that it's been nearly 20 years since my divorce. And even though God has forgiven me for my part in it, there is a part of my heart that still hurts. Nearly every day, it's there. Why? Well, I believe the answer is found in Genesis chapter 2, where it says, For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and they will become one flesh. When I was in the midst of my divorce, God gave me a vision in my mind. It was a picture of flesh being torn apart. It was a very intense and detailed vision, and I can still see it today as if it had just happened yesterday. That scripture that we just read said that man and woman should be united, that they shall become one flesh. Originally, the Old Testament, which is what this is from, was written in Hebrew. The word that we translate into united there is the Hebrew word dabak, and it means to stick, to keep fast, to hold fast, to be joined together as one. It means that you really become one permanently and to separate that oneness is the same as ripping a single entity apart it cannot be done smoothly it cannot be done without causing incredible pain so one last time I'll say this and then we'll get on with the good part about enjoying marriage don't give up on your marriage do everything in your power to save it If your divorce is not yet final, stop the process if you can. Get help. Go to a family counselor, a pastor, a psychologist, someone who is trained to help. Pray without ceasing. You and your spouse agreed at one time. You vowed before God and man to stay together till death do you part. Agree now with your spouse that you will go through the incredibly difficult process of rebuilding your marriage. I guarantee you that as difficult as it's going to be, it'll still be easier than rebuilding your heart and your life and your spirit after a divorce. And your children, as a bonus, will have a wonderful example of commitment and faith instead of a broken and distorted view of what it is to be married. But I had to say that. Now... Let me give you a quick overview of what works in my marriage after nearly 16 years and what works in most of the long-lived marriages that have been studied. Then we're going to look at a, a couple of scriptures. What works in my marriage? First, the lovely lady Leanne and I are each other's best friends. We were friends before we became romantically attached. We are what some people call soulmates, simpatico, in sync. We enjoy each other's company. We're typically with each other nearly 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it works. Why? 
because we decided, we decided that we were going to make this marriage work. You think we never disagree? Of course we do. Sometimes I get so mad I could spit. And sometimes I can't believe how a person could be so wrong. And then she convinces me that I'm wrong. And there you go. <laughs> Listen, two thinking human beings are going to disagree. That's just the way it is. But here's the key. The thought of leaving is not an option. So what do we do when we disagree? We hash it out. We discuss it. We work through it. And we have rules. First, we honestly do respect each other. So we don't say things to belittle the other. I don't say anything remotely like, well, you're stupid to think that. We See, we never attack the other person. We'll talk about the ideas. We'll say, well, that won't work or, or whatever. I don't like that idea. But we never say, you're stupid. We stay on point. This is another point. Speaking of points, we, st we stick to it. We don't drag in old history. And we know that we have each other's best interest in mind. Because we truly are one, it really wouldn't make sense to have selfish motives, now would it? You see, I truly want to make the lovely Lady Leanne happy. She truly wants to make me happy. I'm willing to serve her. She's willing to serve me. Now, when I married Leanne, I was about 35 years old, and Leanne was about, well, golly, if I tell you that, you'll be able to know how old she is, and she probably wouldn't be happy with that. Let's, let's just say this. Um, she's younger than I am. Um, I'm not rocking the cradle, but uh, she's younger than I am. Okay, And she had never been married. Anyway, that's the point. She'd never been married. Um, so she, her, uh, her way of living was pretty well set. She knew what she liked. And she, she had her, uh, her lifestyle, uh, maybe not in concrete, but it was pretty firm. All right. And uh, I had, of course, already been married. And I had all that baggage and all that luggage and yada, yada, yada. And even though we were friends, best friends, before we got married, something happened when we started to live together as married people. And I must say, too, okay, we did not live together before, okay? We, early on, decided that we were going to do this relationship right, okay? So that's important to say. We committed um, to having a right relationship before God before we were even married. And we set everything into place to make that be true. Now, that being said, we got married. We started living together. Leanne had her way of doing things. I had my way of doing things. And the first year turned out to be H-E double hockey sticks for some of, some of the time. <laughs> it, was, it was tough. All of a sudden, I you know I was used to kind of doing my things because I'd been single for uh, three or four years, something like that, and she'd always been single. And we try to meld these two lives together, and man, we had some real rough times. As a matter of fact, Leanne even went to her mother at one point and said, "Mom, I think I made a mistake." 
can I come back home? And to her credit, my wonderful mother-in-law <laughs> said, sweetheart, you made the decision, you go back. After the first year, things have been wonderful. We had our bad times in the beginning. But the thing is, the decision was made, this is going to work. Now, as bad as it was, as much as I thought, oh, what have I gotten into here? I was not prepared to go through divorce again. So I was committed. Leanne got recommitted by my, my wonderful mother-in-law. And uh, so, uh, Joanne, if you're listening, again, I say thank you. And I've thanked her before in public, so this is not the first time. But the, de the decision was made. We didn't bail out when things got tough. Okay, listen. As I was saying, I want to make her happy. She wants to make me happy. And that's biblical. Listen to Ephesians. This is New Testament, chapter 5. Now, those of you that aren't married, listen to this first verse. Verse 21 in Ephesians 5 says, Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. You know who he's talking to there? He's not talking to uh, husbands and wives there. He's talking to everybody at that point. Okay? Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. You want to get along with people? Submit. Don't put yourself above the interest of other people. Okay? Now, this part is for married people, but trust me, if you're not married, listen, you can still glean some good stuff here. Verse 22. This is one that a lot of women hate. If you take it out of context, I can see why. But we're not going to take it out of context. We're going to leave it in the context and talk about it. Verse 22 says, Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. And all the guys said, yes! Well, wait a minute. He continues. This is the Apostle Paul, by the way. He says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated his own body, but he feeds and cares for it just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. So did you get that? If I love my wife like Jesus loves us, then I'm going to do whatever is necessary to fulfill all of my wife's needs, physically, emotionally, spiritually, everything. Because Jesus completely gave himself for the church. And that's how I'm supposed to love her. Now, if the lovely Lady Leanne submits to me as we are to submit to the Lord, 
then she's going to do everything necessary to make the relationship work as well. And that's okay if I'm loving her as I should. I won't take advantage if I'm loving her as I should. Think about it. Jesus does not say, I'm the boss, church, so do what I say. He earned that position of leadership by giving himself completely, even to death. Guys, are you willing to do that for your wife? I would do anything for Leanne, and she knows it. I've demonstrated it. See, love is not just a warm, fuzzy feeling in your heart. A lot of times all that is is um, lust, the hots. Well, you know what? That goes away. That's lust. Lust, as we all know, goes away, subsides. Love goes on because love is something that we decide to do. Love is an action. Love is in every day doing sweet things for my wife. Love is in every day doing the hard things around the house. Love is doing whatever she needs. And her service to me is out of love because I love her. The things that she does for me. Keeps a nice house. Keeps herself um, fit. All those things she does for me. Now this does bring up a point that we'll cover next time. The issue of wives submitting. Hmm. Does that make sense in today's world? Does it make sense to... I mean, come on, this is the year 2005. Is that the way it ought to be, that my wife should submit? Listen, next time for the answer to that. In the meantime, here's Colin Ray singing We'll Be All Right. I got this from the... Podsafe Music Network as well. Music.podshow.com Today the pain we feel is cutting deeper The faith that we had yesterday is all twisted inside We don't know how to go about tomorrow But we'll be
trouble The spirit of our love Will always survive I hope and pray the whole wide world is watching Cause we'll be a hopeful song for you. Isn't that good? We'll be all right. A little girl was talking to her teacher about whales. The teacher said it was physically impossible for a whale to swallow a human because even though it was a very large mammal, its throat was very small. The little girl stated that Jonah was swallowed by a whale. Irritated, the teacher reiterated that a whale could not swallow a human. It was physically impossible. The little girl said, when I get to heaven, I will ask Jonah. The teacher said, what if Jonah went to hell? The little girl replied, well, then you ask him then. <laughs> and then uh, the children were lined up in the cafeteria of a Catholic elementary school for lunch. At the head of the table was a large pile of apples. The nun made a note and posted on the apple tray, and it said, take only one. God is watching. Moving further along the lunch line, at the other end of the table was a large pile of chocolate chip cookies. A child had written a note, and it said, Take all you want. God is watching the apples. Remember, you can email me at steve.lifespring at gmail.com. You can phone in a message to 206-350-CALL, 206-350-C-A-L-L, and leave a, leave a voicemail. Show notes are at lifespringpodcast.com. And while you're there, check out the link for the Lifespring Podcast family Frapper link. That's where you go there and pin your location on the map. It's on the internets. Uh, let's see where all you listeners are. It's easy and it's fun. And there's another fun link there, uh, and it's the Flickr photos. So don't forget about that. I've posted lots of pics there, and uh, you can see some of my old vacation photos, too, from this last summer. I love your feedback, and I respond to it, too. So please do that, okay? I appreciate it. Now, time is getting short here, so let me just say thank you for listening. Thanks for subscribing or downloading or eavesdropping or however you heard this podcast. If you like what you've heard, please do me a favor and tell a friend. Get someone you care about to listen. Now, I'm Steve Webb, and I'll see you next time. And God bless you.
This has been an In Touch Productions podcast.